0: How are you? How's it going? Let's uh, let's just jump right into it.
1: You don't want to do, do We
2: still time? do City on the Edge, or is that? Oh, yeah. What do you guys uh, think?
0: I don't know. There's there's been people saying yeah. yes and okay. people saying no online. Let's just be
1: inconsistent.
2: Okay. Let's Christopher let's Johnson, do it. The professor likes it. Oh, Christopher yeah.
0: Johnson is his name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. That's weird. That's my old. That's Maybe the owner I'm of the Christopher oh, Holden. So uh, okay. You yeah. just said that's that. Guy. That's Christopher Holden. Oh, Okay. City, City on the edge. City on the edge. City
3: on the edge. City on the edge. City on the edge.
0: City on the Edge. I'm going to introduce today, welcome back to City on the Edge, in the run-up to New Mexico Podscape 2017, New Mexico's very first podcast festival, happening September 23rd at... Don't tell anyone but
1: the Albuquerque Press Club. Oh, my gosh. We're on the balcony of it right now. We can see the city laid out in front of us. There's downtown. There are the volcanoes. (laughs) There's Loveless.
0: There's
2: there's Park Central. There's
1: buildings. There's the old sanatorium, Presbyterian-owned, that is now like a hotel or something.
0: Come down September 23rd. We're going to start at noon, and we're going to end at midnight. There's going to be all kinds of podcasts happening all day long. The schedule's available on Facebook. If you go to... um, if you go to New Mexico Podscape event, uh, I think. I don't know. But anyway, Google we're going to do our thing at around 5. So you can come see us at 5 p.m. Nice. Um, yeah. Cool. Let's see. What else is going on? Uh, yeah. um,
1: uh, some companies want to do fracking northwest of town and put the waste chemicals in Algodonas. There's going to be some protests about that uh, coming up. Pay attention to Facebook whoa. and Twitter about that stuff. Cool. Unbelievable. I, mean, really? I hadn't bad.
0: heard about that. I hadn't heard about that either.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Oklahoma has gone from no earthquakes to earthquakes all the time, so I, you know, and uh, can't <laughs> drink their water, so I think that's something we should stand up about, you know?
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Is there a place we can look for more information
1: about this? Um, I, would, I would look on Facebook. I, maybe we can find some specifics and I'll say it later in the...
0: Can I um, uh, yeah. introduce a yeah. Raccoonageddon 2017 uh, live update from Mike
1: Smith? Oh, man. Yeah, raccoons got into oh. the chickens in my backyard and they're all dead. All the Except chickens one are has dead. a broken jaw and can't eat now and oh, is slowly dying. My, god. Grap, my kids awful. are like feeding it oh. with a dropper and
0: god.
1: You know, I'm like don't yeah. want to tell them. This is might be a hopeless thing. I just wow. so bad. The bird is traumatized. It like doesn't oh. move. It's just like Sounds I mean these raccoons were vicious. They were like like, if these had been humans, you'd be like, I didn't know there were oh, such no. terrifying people. They they ate one of the chickens legs first through the cage. Like, it was alive and screaming while it was done. Oh, was that? Holy God. Uh, what did it sound like? It sounded like something I will never forget. Like, like we woke up to the sounds of chickens screaming. They were literally, like, scream clucking, cluck screaming. Like, it just oh, totally, like, God. it was this weird mix. It sounded <sighs> almost human. They were, Oof. it was the pain, and it would, like, I think I'll remember that forever. I know it was, like. You know, backyard animals, but I would like it was horrifying. And then yeah. I go out there, and the neighbors out with a flashlight. Whoa! really? And uh, we, two raccoons go barreling over the walls. So you saw them? Yeah, just wow. barely at the very end. And um, and uh, you know, two. Uh, I mean, this came after like a week of individual massacres. Like we were like, how can we stop these oh, birds so from you, getting hurt? Oh, like, gosh, yeah. and then it was just you know, this one horrible night ending it all. Now my backyard is totally silent. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, it's pretty horrible. I know, you know, they're just natural creatures that were here before, more or less, and, you know, doing their thing. I'm like, man, they are brutal. Oh, so brutal. We
2: need a mayor tough on crime and raccoon crime. Yeah. Yeah, Where
0: does Tim Keller stand on (laughs) raccoon again in 2017?
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, we're
0: going to endorse somebody, right? Isn't that the idea that we're going to maybe talk oh, about? We we'll probably should We point, should.
1: Yeah, do a, an episode that oh. reviews all the candidates or something. I've, yeah. got,
0: I've got some that I like right now. I yeah. haven't decided fully. Are you just yeah.
2: basing it off on names right now? Like, oh,
0: yeah. Just the names that sound cool. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, how I, I start. To. Tim Keller. It's got a good well, monosyllabic. Yeah, dude, and then
1: that's not
0: enough. Keller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? You think there name? should be more to it? You should, yeah. <laughs> 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 I like Pedrati. That's kind of a neat name.
1: He's cool, yeah. Cologne. He's 15, but, you know. (laughs) I signed his petition in front of baby face. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I don't good, good stuff. I don't feel like I'm
0: ready to, uh, fully endorse anyone yet.
1: And I listened to one of those debates on the radio and I just, I just can't believe how horrible some politicians are. Like, I just think Uh, like their reasons for getting into it are bad. The way they talk about people are bad. They were talking about the upcoming healthcare initiative here in town. Oh, the um, sick leave. Sick sick leave stuff. And yeah, sick leave. Yeah. And, um, and it was just the way they were talking about it it was like listening to like robots talk about data or something like that they were like well what will motivate the employers to come here if we do this they, they never talked about people getting sick they never talked about individuals yeah. it was just all like dollar signs i noticed that else.
0: even in the the people whom i'm supporting and i i fully support the sick leave ordinance i think that yeah if people are sick they shouldn't have to go work like that just yeah.
1: they shouldn't have to also why um, are they even talking about that it's we're voting on it yeah. We are voting on it. This is not something that we're voting for them for to take care of.
0: But even the people <laughs> who like support it were saying things like, "Well, this is actually better for the employers' bottom oh. dollar." Well, maybe it's just better for human beings this to not have to go work when they're me crazy. Sad, you know?
1: It's like when everyone was talking about torture in during under Bush, and and yeah. everyone was like, "Is it effective?" I'm like, "Why are you talking like this? Why are you <laughs> taking their?" whole framework for considering this stuff. I've
2: I've heard some small business owners for and against and the against ones I don't it's that same economic argument where you're like our business could go out of business. You know and you're like "Eh, that sucks but
1: Well there should be things to help with uh, that. Yeah. You know that people need to be not you know faced with death anytime
0: all right well at any rate we're going to be talking about um ghost town in the oh, yes. uh, in the sandia mountains yes. uh one of many i feel like the, this is a topic we can return to again and again because oh, yes. of course every town has its story and yeah. dead towns have their stories too so
1: yeah
0: um you want to kind of set us up for what we're going to be talking about here today Mike?
1: yeah yeah um all right so this is about Tejon, which is a, uh, a town at the north end of the Sandias. There's not a lot left of it right now. It's like, it's one of the, it's, it was a Spanish village in the mid to late 1800s. And, uh, maybe the early 1900s a little bit. I'm trying to remember here. It's most, mostly mid to late. Um, and, uh, yeah, sorry. It's been a while since I looked at this. Um, but, uh, but yeah, mid to late 1800s mainly. And, uh. It was a cool little, you know, farming town. It's beautiful when you go out there. It's right by San Francisco Spring at the base of uh, the Cuchilla de San Francisco, which is just, it separates uh, this area along Madera Road at the north end of the Sandias from the Placidas area. Mm-hmm. And the Cuchilla de San Francisco is super interesting. It's, it's uh, this old ridge that's got springs along it. Uh, Ojo de San Francisco was on the other side of it, another cool ghost town you can go explore right now.
0: Um, what is a Cuchilla...
1: Cuchilla, I, I think it means literally kn- knife, right? Um, but it, So it's like as a geographical.
0: Are, are you sniggering in an inappropriate way there? As
1: a, as a, as a geographical feature, it usually in is like a ridge. Except okay. into Harris Canyon, the Cuchilla uh, de. What was it called? Cuchilla de las Vuelas? It was uh, the. No, no, no. What is a cuchilla? You know what? We pause all this. We need to look this crap up. Okay. <laughs> because of that one. Two over. Because of that one in Harris Canyon, I mixed this up. Okay, so okay. a
0: cuchilla is a knife. So right. it's like a knife edge, like a ridge that's like a knife's edge?
1: Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. So yeah, a cuchilla is a, a knife. And cuchilla in San Francisco is really cool. It's, it's mentioned in this book, Turquoise and Spanish Mines in New Mexico by Stuart Northrop. Um, who you might remember from Northropaul at you know. UNM. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, uh, it had prehistoric malachite mines and Ooh. crystal mines, like mm-hmm. uh, Jasper and stuff, all, all over it. It's a really neat place what to is, explore. What are like,
0: the modern landmarks? I mean, oh, like, okay. so, um, obviously the ridge is still there. So, but. yeah.
1: So Placidas is still a town, of course. Mm-hmm. Placidas and Tejon were like sister communities when they were around. They okay. like There were horse trails connecting them at all. So was La Madera. And like, those three towns... And, and a bunch of other little satellite communities up there. They all went to each other's dances and stuff. like that. I mean, imagine this, like, not having a stereo. And you, like, for music, you can only ride to like ride the horse trails one Saturday night to this like dance hall where someone's got a violin and a guitar and they're oh, singing man. and it's awesome. Oh man. I love that idea. Yeah, oh, I just love thinking about nice. that. That's like, you know, I, I feel born in the wrong time so much. But, um, so Tejon is, well, it's off, it's off of La Madera road, which we've talked about a little bit before. There's yeah. a bunch of right. ghost towns along at Hagen, Coyote, um, uh, Uña de Gato, uh, Tonque Pueblo, uh, the old Diamond Tail Ranch there's a bunch of little things around there and if you watch the movie The Glass Castle recently there's a bunch of scenes filmed out there no anything that's, no that's Arizona in The Glass Castle is filmed on La Madera oh, Road wow. also Lone Survivor wow. was filmed out there The Maze Runner the new movie Granite Mountain um, wow. uh, about the Arizona firefighters I stumbled onto them filming out there at night it was crazy all lit up um, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's just a really neat road. There's tons of stuff out there. That's where that, I found the sign of first Spanish contact, the names and crosses carved into the rock in 1581.
0: We ought we to yeah. do something about that. Yeah. Time. Yeah, I yeah, really yeah. Kind of talk about.
1: Yeah, so it's a, a super neat area. I love La Madera Road. I think if, if the world was a just and good place, it would uh, be a national park. OK, yeah. so Tejon. Uh, so off of La Madera Road. Now, La Madera Road has some really obvious ghost towns, like Hagen and, and Coyote at Sister City. Um, and uh, my son is Hagen coyote smith he's named after those two oh, okay. but um mm-hmm. but uh uh road has uh has has some really obvious ones but this one to hone you have to go off on a little side track and you can see the out it's mostly the outlines of buildings there's the outline of an old church there's little uh there's little ruins here and there it's mostly rubble outlines but you know, there's also a cemetery, which is on some maps. But the cemetery was literally like plowed over, and there's nothing there but an empty dirt lot. Wow. I, I know one of the descendants of someone who's buried in the cemetery, and she has kept access rights to it. She has keys and stuff to all the gates, and she's allowed to go in because like it's ancestral land for her. Very cool. Wow. But, uh, has kind of a dark story that, to me, ties in with our modern corporate oligarchic narrative that we're all kind of stuck in. Um, and okay, I got so this article. Let me
0: let me just. Uh, so this is an article from uh,
1: East Mountain Living, which I write. I've okay. written a regular column for this magazine for ten years. They they only distribute in the mountains on the and on the east yeah. side of town. And that's why a lot of stuff that I bring to the show is like that's not Albuquerque. That's kind of to the east. No, but, no, I I feel yeah. like you know yeah. like Albuquerque
0: is yeah. also.
1: Other places, we're like a central New Mexico
0: podcast well, too. Because yeah, we're the central, we're the yeah. largest city in Albuquerque. Yeah. People come here from all yeah. over the yeah. state. Like they, yeah. we, we are, the we, are Albu- <laughs> we are a nexus. Did I say that? <laughs> yeah. the lar- yeah. we are the largest city <laughs> in Albuquerque. <laughs> yeah. We're also the new motto. You know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like it.
0: Well, we're, <laughs> but I mean, we're we're a nexus of yeah. New Mexico, right. Yeah, 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 is yeah. What we are. Everything's um,
1: come through here at some point. Yeah,
0: so I don't I don't feel like we can. You know divorce Albuquerque yeah. from certainly places that are close to it
1: yeah but and Bob Julian has, he says sometimes in his talks he's awesome he wrote the place names is New Mexico etc um, he said Albuquerque without our mountains would be Lubbock. You know? And like I agree, like wow. I mean, we'd, we'd be a cool city. We'd still have good stuff. But like, I
0: think that's a major burn against Lubbock, though, isn't
1: it? Yeah, Lubbock's like, probably fine. But like yeah, I don't know Lubbock. I just Buddy I don't know if going to agree yeah. on it. Yeah. It's probably great. It's probably fine. Yeah, um, it's <laughs> not for all those Lubbock so listeners nice. out there. Yeah.
0: There's maybe. Uh, none. Mm-hmm. I bet there's none.
1: Uh, I wonder. Maybe someone that lived here and moved to Lubbock. Okay, but okay. So,
0: so do we, shall we go into uh, the kind of the, yeah. the full treatment? Of yeah. The
1: so, you know, maybe a couple last things. But Tijana is beautiful. It's like in this grassy valley. There's still water flowing there and really? springs and stuff Ooh. like that. You can just see that this was a beautiful little vi- like village that like you know would have been vibrant. I wonder what it would have been like if it had stuck around. It would have mm-hmm. become like it would have gotten Circle K's and stuff, but. I mean mm-hmm. it's just a neat a neat spot in the world and this story I think is is sad and strange and uh, oh and, and so our connecting topic from the previous episode right is the Oteros Okay. Right, right. Wait. Um I'm
0: lost as to so. Our, is that the Civil War? We're talking about the yeah, Civil War. Remember, remember,
1: we were talking about Miguel Otero, who is a Confederate sympathizer. Okay. Yes. His All right. So his the nephew Otero's. is is front and center in the okay. story. So. so
0: you have to, you know, if, if you're listening to these in order, you yeah. will have to skip a couple of episodes. Um, oh yeah. We to did get some the some connectivity, stuff, yeah. we did the Maker Fair. Oh, that's right. And yeah. and something fun. else. I can't remember what yeah. else we did, but something. Man. Oh, crime. Crime.
2: But this is a crime too. So. Okay. Oh yeah. It you ready?
0: Shall we go into it? Let's
1: do this. Tejon in Ruins. Past the mountain village of San Antonito, up the winding, half-paved La Road, and hidden among tall grass along a private two-track, lies the ruins of Tejon, an old and mostly forgotten settlement with a strange and tragic end. There, tilting across the slanted halo of verdant desert that rings the Sandias, reaching up from subtle hills of greening brown, protrude the broken walls of a former Mexican village. Lost among shocks of rabbit brush and cholla, the rubble outlines homes and a church in the blue of a life-giving spring. Tejon, Badger in Spanish, stood amid the town of Tejon Grant, a 12,801-acre property granted to farmer Salvador Barreras and a group of others by the Mexican government in 1840. According to one affidavit, in 1859, Tejon's population was about 130, according to the 1870 census. Tejon's women women were housekeepers, and its men were farmers and farm laborers. The village's first homes and corrals formed the walls of a plaza for protection against Comanche and Apache raiders, and beyond the walls, men and women knelt before San Juan in a little church, while fields of wheat and beans swathed the hills, and herds of shaggy goats rambled from scrub to scrub. With the United States' 1846 takeover of New Mexico, an area mining boom in the 1870s, and the railroad's arrival in Albuquerque in 1880, Tejon's inhabitants repeatedly saw their right to the land contested although Congress confirmed the grant as theirs in 1860, and again in 1882. Those findings were irrelevant, though, to Mariano Sabino Otero, a man still sometimes remembered as a founder of what is now the New Mexico State Fair, president of two Albuquerque banks, a prominent Hispanic politician, and the undeniable villain in the story of Tejon, a necklace mustachioed man, a stockman, banker, speculator, sulfur manufacturer, and Republican congressman from 1879 to 1881, Otero declined to run for re-election in 1880 to pursue business interests. In 1893, he used his political influence to seize for himself all of the grants surrounding Tejon. As the nephew of a congressman and railroad baron, the cousin of a governor, and an experienced politician himself, Otero pressed New Mexico's second district court to rule that there is not now nor ever has been any such corporation as the inhabitants of the town of Tejon. And so those inhabitants had no right to the land on which they lived. According to folk historian Lusage Batchen's Las Placidas Historical Facts and Legends, Otero declared that Tejon residents could no longer graze their goats on grant lands, then forbade cutting firewood, and finally declared the villagers could not plant their fields, a decree that effectively killed the town. Around that same time, when the Ellis family established a homestead near the Sandia's northern end, they were warned by locals about horse thieves, cutthroats, strange things, and Rico Patron Mariano Otero. The strangest thing about the demise of Tejon is what nearly happened after Otero's 1904 death, when Otero's two sons decided to turn the town their father had emptied into a museum of traditional village life, exploiting the quaintness of the very lives their father had helped ruin. That plan they abandoned only after the town had been thoroughly ransacked. Today, Tejon itself is in ruins, but the relevance of its final story, of a politician abusing his office, corporations favored over individuals, and a businessman's total disregard for the lives uprooted by his greed, is unfortunately doing quite well.
0: Okay, so wow, okay, this almost became a theme park. It sounds like
1: well, like a like a come come see the genuine Spanish via
0: like a Los Golondrinas yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, now, yeah. Now this is very interesting to me because what it sounds like, and and feel free to disabuse me of this notion, but it sounds to me like. The kind of white supremacism of American approach to Spanish land grants was exploited by a Hispanic family Hmm. in order to, you know, do a a land grab and and profit from it.
1: Kind of see that. Yeah. I mean, I'm wondering how Hispanic this guy was. Look at him. He looks like the whitest dude ever. Yeah, but his name was And he was educated,
2: I think, in St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. Saint oh, Louis. really?
0: Oh, okay. You did some research,
2: huh? Um. So I mean, he had, yeah. uh, huh. outside of New Mexico.
0: Yeah. Education. Well, and I mean, what Hispanic means is is you come from right. Spanish speaking oh, right. stock, right? right. Like, yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean that you're anything about the color of your skin. Yeah. And certainly there are, you know, more well-to-do uh, Spanish families in New Mexico that. You know, might yeah. be able to benefit from, yeah, white, white privilege basically.
1: Oh man,
2: there's um, uh, the historian Mark Simmons, mm-hmm. yes, wrote an article about it in the uh, Santa Fe New Mexican, and quoted he quoted land grant ex- expert Malcolm E Bright, mm. and he was talking about what you're talking about and this land grant expert said quote the profit motive cut across ethnic lines there was a tendency among elite hispanos to regard land as an economic asset to be exploited for the capital it would raise not for the crops it would yield
0: interesting yeah so it's yeah so it's kind of more complicated than a yeah. simple matter of of yeah. cultural heritage i guess is what you might say mm-hmm. it's like once once you introduce the profit motive over the connection to the land then yeah it becomes ripe for you know exploitation yeah
1: oh my gosh we have such a broken system it's crazy and it's so old. It's, <laughs> it's been so broken old. So long. I know. <laughs> like,
0: so when when was it being considered for? Uh, when were the his sons, his two sons, were considering turning uh, it into a sort of a living? Nineteen
1: oh four. After his nineteen oh four death, they decided. Really, the, the best. That's pretty early on for this story uh, of Tehona is this book, Last Placidas Historical Facts and Legends." There's a few books that mention it, and it's around. But Lusage Sage was a WPA writer in the thirties. And she just like went everywhere. She was like the Grimm Brothers of the Sandias oh, cool. during that time. Well. She collected all these stories and and uh, all this great folklore about the witches and the orbs of La Madera. And, right. Like, all right. this great stuff. I mean, it's just wonderful. I love this book. Um, it's really it's, excellent. But Okay. Yeah. So
0: what is what is there today in town?
1: Well, it's just rubble for the most part. There's not too much. I mean, you can poke around. I is it private who, land? It's super private land. Yeah, okay. we used to find all these different ways into it, driving arroyos and stuff like that. Like that. That. that uh, <laughs> and they just kept putting up new fences, blocking our every turn. Okay. I mean,
0: it, it, <laughs> so it's not really a place that it's the average to to. Can person can listen them. without yeah. being willing to break a few laws and yeah. maybe get their car I mean, stuck in an arroyo. I mean,
1: if you on La Madera Road and just kind of. Well, yeah, I can't. Legally advise any of this stuff, but but mm. um, you know, it's a uh, if that? you're willing to do a bit of a walk, you could you could see it. Okay. Probably, if you weren't too hung up on legality. Right but, um, right. but of course we can't officially endorse that. It is owned by Diamond Tail Ranch. Um, okay. But uh, no. And
2: is it emblematic of the way land grants were yeah. given and stolen? And, yeah. Because I read that some documents were forged by Otero. Oh, yeah. oh really Otero
0: specifically?
2: Yeah. What? No, he's uh. he's
1: most remembered as a founder of the New Mexico State Fair. He founded he helped found the New Mexico Territorial Fair to draw oh. attention to Hey, it's fair time right now. Yeah. 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 And and so you I, you always see his name on like historical displays and stuff like that at the state fair. But he was a bad guy. He just took as much land as he possibly could. He screwed everybody out of their land. And Mariano, possibly, right? Yeah, Mariano S. Whose Otero. cousin is the well, his uh. uncle, I think, was Miguel Sotero, okay. who was the Confederate sympathizer we mentioned in the in the Confederate okay. episode. Um, wow! But I mean, you know, he just seems, and I, and I know it sounds like, of course, he was a Republican, but of course, political parties were different. Yeah, it was too. totally different. Back he was then. like, he was probably more like a corporate Democrat, really. But, but uh, I mean, just. Sheesh, I don't. You know, it's it's such an ugly story, and it's so sad because like that was a really neat little town, a vibrant little spot by a spring out in the desert. I
2: wonder what where, happened to them.
1: I know, you know, I know. Well, I mean, I've, I'm friends with the descendants of one of them. They they moved to the surrounding area for the most part. Yeah, you know. But there's, a, I've got a few books here that that mention Tijuana that I I would recommend highly. One is Century of Faith. It's called One Hundred Years of in the life of this Las Placidas Presbyterian Church is the subtitle, but it's really a great history of the whole northern end of the mountains. This book is awesome, by Suzanne Sims Forrest. She is such a good writer. She's a really underappreciated southwestern historian. I love this book, and I love her other book, The Preservation of the Village, New Mexico's Hispanics and the New Deal. These are both great. And anyway, Century of Faith mentions Tejon. Both the uh, place names books for New Mexico, T.M. Pierce's and Robert Julian's mention it. And then there's this little obscure novel from the 40s, called "Fiddlers and Fishermen" by B.F. Clark, and it's set in La Madera. And this has some wonderful descriptions of people coming from the surrounding area, including Tejon and Placidus on horse trails and stuff to go to nice. the dances in La Madera. Mm-hmm. Just so neat to read about. I, I love that stuff. Just thinking of this little village, and then thinking of, uh, you know, just what happened to it. Just this, how greed just destroyed this place, and how, and what a, you know, what a long tradition that, that is of just ruining great things for money like and for what the guy died it's, eventually it's a tru- yeah it's a yeah.
0: it's a way of life
1: yeah nah. i guess so man well, well at least no one with that attitude could ever get in real power That's
0: oh don't it. even start man.
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: hey uh, i just want to point out we've been uh, we've uh, been joined by angora and uh, and tito, tito dameron, dameron. Of uh, yeah, the Alba Crazy podcast, and um, they're going to be performing at the New Mexico Podscape Festival yes. uh, next week. Why don't you pass the microphone right, over to yeah, mic. one or both? Hey guys. Hey. Um, uh, yeah just just get close to the microphone and uh, hey why don't you tell us what your podcast's about so that people people can get excited about coming and uh, seeing you next Saturday.
3: We're kind of. Uh, like, uh, Albuquerque is kind of like the comedy cousin of City on the Edge.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah, wow. that's, that's okay. kind of the
3: way I see it. Oh, no. It's uh,
0: very rooted in, in Albuquerque's identity as a city, I think, yes. right? Um, but more about, like, the, the comic elements.
3: Yeah, uh, kind of the strange people uh, and their quirky stories about living in Albuquerque.
1: There's a lot Of that here,
0: yeah, oh yeah, totally.
1: I don't want to rehash what Andrew said, so I'll just I'll just uh, visually nod to it.
0: Oh, okay, he did. He He nodded, nodded, ladies and gentlemen. That is a real thing that happened. None, no fake nodding on our show. That's a thing. That's a promise we make. Nobody will say they nod and then not do it. So you can check them out. They're going to be here next Saturday as well at nine o'clock in, uh, I believe, stage number one. Um, at one. the uh, again don't tell anyone but it's the Albuquerque Press Club so that's something secret just for you guys out there um, and as I uh, as we close up here I do want to say um, Dave Saunders who played Red Rider himself at Little Beaver Town recently passed away at the age of 84 and he was I mean he was somebody who very strongly identified with that character and continued to bring uh, that character to life at the Albuquerque State Fair right. Uh, right up until just the last few years when his health uh, prevented him from doing so. So uh, rest in peace,
1: yeah.
3: Dave Saunders.
1: When we had Roland Pentela on, he said that he, he had visited Dave in like, a, a nursing home or something that yeah. like he was living in toward mm-hmm. the end. And right. Yeah. that Cool uh, guy. Yeah. Um, I think very
0: Albuquerque. and Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm glad that we could we could talk about him a little bit before yeah. before he passed. Yeah. Um. Still so haven't. thanks to you, Dave yeah. Saunders. Yeah, Thank that you. was a fun
1: episode too. Yeah. Okay. Nora, well, you did some. Oh, are we done?
0: Oh, uh, what what, yeah, what yeah, you
1: got? You. All right. Well, I just, we barely talked about it. Uh, I, I, I know. And I know Nora did some uh, some additional research yeah. on what did you find out about Otero or any of these people?
2: Um, Otero. Well, I found out that they're an interesting family, that. Then his, I believe, grandsons and grandchildren ended up doing interesting things and oh, yeah. marrying different people around the state. So still, kind of a legacy New Mexico family. Oh, yeah. Huh. yeah. Um, but the other thing I found was a paper, and I don't know if this company is related to the Tejon of oh, right. New Mexico, but it's the um, it's the Tejon Oil and Development Company.
3: Oh, interesting. And they.
2: We're one of the first mines, or I'm sorry, oil... What is that called? Oil rigs? Oil fields? Oil mine? You, oil uh, tunnel? Derek? <laughs> oil.
0: Oil <laughs> tunnels. <laughs> you know, you know, you know when you tunnel and you. Oil, find oil. well. That's
3: it. Oil, oil well. Yes. Uh,
0: that's a pretty tough one to remember. I see why you really struggle with that. I'm I know. totally making fun of you.
2: Uh, I'm uh, sorry. I don't know much about that. Who was Otero
1: County, New Mexico named after? I'm trying to. I'm sure that. it was him. Yeah, was it, it probably would have been Miguel, right? Maybe yeah. The, but that wonder. they
2: had spent $100,000 in 1914 for this land by Algodones. Mm. And I'm wondering if it's by the Tejon Land Grant.
0: I don't know.
1: I wonder. Yeah. Algodones is by it. it is. Unfortunately, yeah. we,
0: we do have to wrap up right oh, around now. Oh, There's always oh, more we, we really can meet. say on these subjects. But yeah, we're, uh, we're busy yeah. preparing for the uh, the big, I'm going to turn on the reverb here. New Mexico Podscape 2017 Whoa. Coming up September 23rd <laughs> From noon till midnight So we're, right. uh, we're actually about to have a meeting about that And um, you guys should come. come It's free
1: Two um, final facts
0: Okay, final right. facts
1: One, Tejon <laughs> means badger, right? So yeah, does yeah. Carnwell Carnwell was a, a Spanish corruption of the Tiwa word for badger This area must have been lousy with badgers Have okay. you guys ever seen I a badger?
0: Gonna, no, I've never seen <laughs> 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 Only not in real life <laughs> Because <laughs> all New Mexico cities are named after badgers. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a little bit of trivia a lot of people don't know. What? <laughs> they probably meant raccoons or something, don't you think?
2: Or skunks? They're kind Badger of like badgers. I don't
0: know. Right. I have no idea. If of
1: here almost, named after badgers. I don't
0: know. We'll investigate this mystery yeah. in, a, in a future episode. All right. But... Um, thanks thanks uh, thanks to you all for listening yeah it's all right sometimes (laughs) you you get a this one's coming this is a special bonus episode because it's coming out one week after the last one which we never do all right well uh we'll see you guys at the festival